This is the message from Connection Community Church for the Sunday, June 22nd, 2014. What matters most? Our creation connection. Amen. Good morning, Connection Community Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Going to pray one more time. God, thank you that you called us right here today to take a look at your creation and how we can be good stewards, better stewards of the gifts that you've given us in your creation. Help us leave with an action plan, uh, a way to be changed and transformed by your love, Lord, but to make a difference in your creation. We pray this in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody gathered said, Amen. Amen. And so our series recently is called What Matters Most? What matters most, first and foremost, is our relationship with God, Father God, creator of the universe and with jesus christ his son and the power of the holy spirit but then what also matters most after god is our relationship with one another to care and love and respect and honor one another last week we talked about our whole life is worship 24 7 it's not something that we turn on or off you know, especially on when we walk into church, but it's an always kind of thing at home, at work, at school, in the community, whatever we do. We are to be connected with God and with those around us. Mm. So, what else matters most? Well, consider this. God has shared with us God's creation, as we got to see some awesome uh, video of that just a few minutes ago. God's creation. God's allowed us to enjoy, to be part of, to celebrate all that God has brought into being. From a morning sunrise that welcomes the day in those wonderful shades of of, uh, yellow and orange and red, to a glorious sunset that that brings the day to a close in in colors of pink and purple and blue. And we get to celebrate, (laughs) we get to celebrate God as we appreciate. The purple mountain's majesty and those amber waves of green. Everything around us, from the endless stars in the sky at night to the cloudless blue sky of a morning, from the beauty of snow clinging to an evergreen tree in December, to the uh, never-ending rhythm of the ocean on an August afternoon, from a flock of Canadian geese flying south for the winter, to an unending line of ants <laughs> picking up crumbs at the end of our picnic. Yeah, we had them or in our last kitchen. week in our kitchen. <laughs> After they found a picnic there on their own. I can confess I did not care for God's creation. <laughs> but they, in fact, did have a picnic. So, um, <clears throat> God, but that was not unending. We did manage to find an end to that line of ants. You know, God has shared this glorious creation with us. Isn't that just awesome, what God allows us to be a part of? Allowed us to enjoy, to appreciate, to even be a part of his handiwork. And so today we're going to talk about our creation connection. Our creation connection. 
So in Genesis chapter 1, God created. God created each day. Well, we're going to take a look right now at day six that God created. Now, he's already created the reptiles and land animals and bugs that morning. And then God spoke. Let us make human beings in our image. Make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them. Prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. Then God said, I've given you every sort of seed-bearing plant on earth and every kind of fruit-bearing tree, given them to you for food. To all animals and all birds, everything that moves and breathes, I give whatever grows out of the ground for food. And there it was. God looked over everything he'd made. It was so good. So very good. It was evening. It was morning. Day six. God created us, male and female. God blessed us. And God said, prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of earth. I love how Eugene Peterson translates this part. Be responsible. The other translations, they say, rule over, reign over everything that moves and breathes. The King James, written back in 1611, says have dominion over. The trouble is sometimes when we rule or have dominion, we, 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 uh, we are so busy taking charge that we forget to care for. I like the way Peterson says, be responsible. You know, God has dominion over all that God has created. And God has empowered us to have dominion or to share in the responsibility as, as we are responsible for the creatures of the earth. You know, we're reminded here of those wise, wise words of Spider-Man's Uncle Ben. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. Amen? Yeah. And actually we find that idea much further back uh, we find it scripturally. We find it that uh, Jesus shared this. We read it back in the book of Luke. He said, great gifts mean great responsibilities, greater gifts, greater responsibilities. And so God placed humankind, that's us, in the position of overseeing, of caring, of having great responsibility for all moving things on earth. We take a look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. And the Lord God took the man, Adam, and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And so God gave us dominion over not just the animals, but the plants as well. 
And so here's the thing. We're not simply called to be passive observers of God's awesome creative powers. We're not just here to marvel or gawk it or ooh and ah over what God has surrounded us with. God has entrusted us, has enlisted us, has empowered us to take care of God's stuff. God allows us to use God's stuff, not abuse His stuff. God wants us to care for and care about His stuff, not be careless with His stuff. Just as we talk about that all that we have is God's in terms of our money and possessions and how God has entrusted us to take care of those things and how God calls us to be good stewards of all of our possessions that are really His, God has also entrusted us with God's creation, has allowed us to care for it, to oversee it, to even protect it, not to dominate and destroy, not to overuse and abuse for our own personal gain. God calls us to be good stewards of God's creation. And so here's the question to just be chewing on as we share the rest of the message today. Tough question question we might not really want to ask, but we've got to. How we doing? How we doing with this thing? How we doing with God's stuff? How are we taking care of it with God's creation? Are we, have we been, are we going to be good stewards? And when I'm saying that to you, I'm saying it to us as well. This isn't a, one of these things. It's a, one of these things. How are we doing? Are, are we even aware of whether we are taking care of business for God? Are we tuned into what God has entrusted into our care? And here's the thing, and I don't know, if I knew this, I forgot it, because it's just sort of hit me. We can't live without the rest of creation. You know, I'm so focused on God and Jesus and one another, but creation and the gift of creation that God has given us and entrusted with to us is so important. In addition to needing God, we need creation. If creation thrives, we thrive. Think about that. If creation thrives, we thrive. We need to take care of what takes care of us. And so are we caring for creation? Are we caring about creation? Are we conserving, not merely observing? Are we using, not abusing? Consider this as well. Even though God shares all of this with us, it's still God's. It's not ours. And here's the thing. You know, when we, when we use something that somebody else, when we borrow something, when somebody entrusts us with something, we usually take extra special care of it, don't we? We care for it better than we would care for our own because the last thing we want to do is have something happen to it, something bad. But if something does happen, if it gets destroyed, what do we do? We try to replace it. The problem is we can't replace creation, can we? If we destroy it or as we destroy it, we can't replace it but we can treat it with the respect and honor that it deserves. And we can care for God's stuff the way God would want us to care for God's stuff. A few weeks ago, we talked about the concept of shalom, which we often translate, it means peace. 
but actually it means so much more than that. As Leonard Sweet says, he's a pastor and an author, he wrote the book, What Matters Most. This Jewish concept of shalom has to do with right relationships, harmonious interactions. And so it isn't just peace and well-being among us humans, it's harmony between humans and creation. Here's what Dr. Sweet shares. For Jesus, the goal of life was shalom, the natural state of creation before the fall. Peace on earth is an image of the harmonious relationships of the triune God in the kingdom of heaven, granted as a gift from God. If the Spirit produces in us relationships of harmony and peace, then our relationships with nature and animals should be characterized by harmony and peace. And so God has put us here to be in harmony with what is around us, to be in relation with creation. Can you say to be in relation with creation? Say that. To be in, in relation, relation with, with creation. creation. And so if you have a pet, you get this. How many people have pets out there? Yeah, a lot of you. I had a new appreciation yesterday of what that's all about. And I just saw the love that you have for your pets. I don't think the pet blessing is just a once only. We'll probably have our second annual. I think annual. that was the first annual. I think that was the first annual. So. You know, God wants us, though, to expand our horizons. To He wants us to allow ourselves to be in relationship not only with what God and others, not only with God and others, and not only with our pets, and thank you to all of you who have rescued pets. That's so, so important. But to be in relationship with creation at large. God cares about God's creation. God created it, and God wants us to care for it too. In the ninth chapter of that first book in the Bible, the, the book of Genesis, God makes a faithful promise, a covenant, after destroying the earth through the flood. And then God spoke to Noah and his sons. I'm setting up my covenant with you, including your children who will come after you, along with everything alive around you, birds, farm animals, wild animals that came out of the ship with you. I'm setting up my covenant with you that never again will everything living be destroyed by flood waters. No, never again will a flood, flood destroy the earth. God gave this covenant not only to Noah, and to his family, but also to the creatures that Noah had on the ark. God cares about his creation. He takes it seriously and expects us to care for it and take it seriously as well. And so God promised us, along with all creatures, that God would never again destroy the earth with a flood. That's the, the covenant was the bow in the sky, the rainbow. And so as God's caretakers, we are called to not destroy God's creation as well. In chapters 1 and 2 of Genesis, God creates, puts this whole thing together. 
We end up with Adam and Eve in the garden, paradise, kind of a perfected state, what we all maybe dream about. But they chose poorly. (laughs) They chose to go contrary to what God told them. And um, they fell. We call that the fall. They fell by that bad choice. The thing is, all creation fell with them when that happened. The whole thing went down thanks to the bad choice. And that sin, that bad choice, that sin brought decay not only to our souls, but to all creation. But here's the thing. Here's the good news of Jesus Christ. The day is coming. The day is coming when Eden will be restored. Amen. Eden will be restored. And when that happens, not only are we restored, but all of creation is restored as well. We read in Acts, that's a book in the New Testament, Acts of the Apostles, the third chapter, 21st verse, that when Jesus returns, all of creation will be restored. Amen? Amen. All of creation will be restored. In Romans 8, the next book in the Bible, we read that the entire creation waits in eager expectation to be liberated from its current state of bondage to decay. Wow, bondage to decay. Isn't that a horrible concept? But all creation waits to be liberated from that bondage to decay. All creation looks forward to the day when all will be redeemed and be made right with God. And here's the thing then. As we go, creation goes. With great power, as we said, comes great responsibility. And God has given us the responsibility to all things living, both plant and animal, on this great planet Earth. So the question again comes to this. What can we do? What can we do? Individually, as a church, as a community, what can we do? What vision is being planted in you, maybe just as we speak? We've said this before, we say it a lot, small things done with great love can what? Change the world. So we need to take care of business at home, at work, at school, first and foremost. We've got to be aware, aware of God's creation, both plants and animals. We need to treat God's creation with respect, to honor it, to care for it. It is so easy, especially in this country, to not do that. In our culture, we tend to take things for granted, like clean water and clean air. We were, uh, we had our furnace trouble a while back and we didn't have any hot water. And I'll tell you what, the first time I had a hot shower, I was like, wow God, I'm really sorry that I wasn't thanking you for hot water. I mean, don't we take things for granted, really? Clean water. Air to breathe. It is so easy in our culture to be wasteful. A throwaway society, everything we have, throw away, throw away, throw away. Just think about the garbage heaps 
that have been created. And that wastefulness, it's, it's just not caring for God's creation with the respect that God's creation deserves. And so we heard this from our friend Jen, Jen Andes. She says this is shared in school. It's the three R's, renew, recycle, reuse. Say those three things, renew, recycle, reuse. You know, God loves what God has created. <laughs> Duh, of course. God created it, you know? But here's the thing is those who are created in God's image, you and me, we are to love what God loves. So we're to love God's creation as God loves it. From the smallest creature to the tallest tree, from a drop of rain to the unimaginable expanse of the oceans. We're called to love and to care for God's creation. It starts with an awareness, but it can't stop there. Action is involved, some kind of action. And, you know, it may not be strapping yourself to a redwood to save the forest, but on the other hand, it might. It might. It might be as simple as recycling a bottle or a can to reuse rather than to create more refuse. <laughs> it may be recognizing when animals are being abused and doing something about it. it. It may be just picking up some litter along the roadway or in your neighborhood. You know, I, I really don't remember ever preaching directly on this, and I've been doing this for 20 years. I am really thankful for this reminder of what we can do and how to respect God's creation. And so we challenge you, and we're challenged. We have a little bit of a head start because we've been thinking about this for a while. <laughs> we challenge you to consider what difference you can make in your space. I know a couple action items that I know I'm going to start right now. I need a second trash can in my office, Debbie, because one for paper to recycle and then the other stuff that goes in the bin, because I don't do a good job with that. I think we can also amp it up at home a little bit more. We work hard on that, but we can always do better. And the other thing I've been thinking about, I mean, it's simple stuff, but I think I waste water. I should probably not turn the shower on and wait and get in for a while, or I don't know, run the water in the sink. I do it too much, and so I'm going to consciously try to conserve water. Just a couple little things that I'm going to consider. What are you going to consider? Because we all have a part in this. We all have a responsibility to care for and respect God's creation. We would pray that we would all be more aware when we leave this place, more aware of what God expects from each of us because we're God's hands and God's feet. We're God's caretakers of this place called earth. We would pray that there would be a heightened awareness that God has placed us in relationship with God's creation. And as we develop that relationship that we would get even closer and closer and closer to the creator as well. We would ask you to pray for shalom, that peace that right 
relationship that God calls us to with one another and with God's creation, harmony with creation, both plant, animal, that we would use our position of power and authority not to take advantage of creation, but to take responsibility. Say responsibility. Yeah. The responsibility that God gave us from the very beginning in the garden, even before the fall, that we would look forward to God's promise of redemption, of new life, not only for ourselves, but for all of creation. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, um, I, I find this message personally challenging because I know you're calling me to do better, do a better job with creation, to respect creation more. Help all of us do our part. Small things with great love can change the world. Help us be change agents. God, we thank you for creating the earth and everything around us, for giving us the responsibility. And we thank you for Jesus Christ, your one and only Son, We thank you for the Holy Spirit who guides us, cares for us, convicts us, and empowers us to do what's right. We pray this in your name. Everybody gathered said, amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at connectioncc.org or on Facebook at facebook.com connectioncc. You can also contact our church office at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.